too crazy for boys town, too much of a boy for crazy town. The child was an outcast. Don't put on the show, freaking win the game. Don't put on the show, you win the game. Don't put on the show, you win the game. Don't put on the show, you freaking win the game. You don't put on the show, you win. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. You want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. The yeah, vision cone was messed up. Big Wait, reason. do the black quarterbacks have smaller yes. vision cones? Yes. They have like Peyton Manning's Big. like this. Yeah. Peyton Manning can see the side. Like, he can see the popcorn <laughs> in there. He can see the parking like lot. like an owl. Like, Michael Vick couldn't see from from left guard to center. Like they just, yeah. it was disrespectful. It was. It was. I turned into a two K person too for football, but that's not mm. here nor there. NBA, yeah, it, NBA two K, your NFL two K. Damn. Oh, NFL two K was the, the greatest. It was great. I never played. Missed out. Yeah, you did. Oh, do you play Madden now? No. Uh, on and off. It's not good. Yeah, I haven't bought the. I bought one two years ago. And I kind of just play that off and on. Yeah, I, I can't do it. It's not. Yeah, it's the same game, so it's not good. I was getting my ass whooped, and I was like, I, I haven't played in five years. I'm so I'm so far behind. I'm, I I can't. I, I can't keep getting my ass kicked. I'm out. See, that's where I'm at. And I was like, I fully know going in. I think this is just my last. Like, this is my last generation. This is my last huzzah. My last. Yeah. Whatever, like I'm not getting my ass kicked yet, but it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. So I'm just, I'll go Can't out great for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll go out great. You don't have to. I'm not gonna hang on for ten years too long. You just put me out of my misery. Uh, Didn't you just get fired last week for being a terrible owner of the Detroit Lions? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an open case. Uh, one that I cannot currently uh, discuss, confirm or but, deny. But when I can. The facts will speak for themselves. Got it. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, I'm getting. Yeah, we're doing now, so we're good, right, Jim? Yeah, we're recording, so we can keep all that sweet Madden talk in. At the, up top. I, listen, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but for the record, I want it on the record that I am here. Jam is here. Josh Norris of the Underdog Football Show with Josh Norris is here. Hayden Winks. Also of the Underdog Football Show with Josh North. He's also here. Uh, just, this is a moment of contention, Tyler. I gotta say, I so, get it. I mean, what? If, I don't. Hayden, and I haven't talked off the scene. He hadn't sent me any of his thoughts on this or anything. Um, but what's he got to do to? I mean, come on. You, you, I, you I joined one month after you, and I can't get my name anywhere. This is crazy. Seniority, man. You know how it is. At times, with certain people. You got to keep like a dang, a carrot dangling in front of their face to make them just work a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And so while I've known Hayden for years and years and years, this is maybe that like one goal that he can never achieve. That the only thing that I can keep out in front of him is just this, his name. This on could the backfire. Thumbnail. I might I might have to go over with with Trill's podcast if I get a name on. It. Maybe he's going <laughs> to offer me the Hayden Winks Listen, line in it. I will put anybody's name on the banner. <laughs> That's my offer. I like I so come on over. Uh, you want to be somewhere where the host of the show is not dancing all up in the fantasy <laughs> videos. Uh, no, but gentlemen, 
Thank you for, for joining us. How are we? First things first. We're great. I mean, it's the end of preseason. Preseason games were ripped away from us last year. So I'm so glad we got to overreact to, you know, 20 plays each for all these rookies and these veterans on new teams. And uh, now we get football on Thursday. We get football in week one. And it's so difficult to, I'm sure you know this, when you like do all this research heading into NBA season. When you turn yeah. your, your <laughs> brain off, well, you turn your brain off from like all that preseason stuff right. and to like actual game starting and trying to figure out matchups. But I'm I'm excited for it. it. Should be a really, really good year. For me, it's just like going through only offensive players for literally like eight months in a row. And now week one comes around and I'm like trying to look at matchups. And like I, I had a research today. Who's who's the starting quarterbacks for the Jets? And like you just like forget that these players even exist on the offensive line and, and defensive guys. So right. that, that's that's the biggest adjustment is like figuring out who's starting for the Panthers at nickel corner. Yes, Bruce 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 not back. out there no more. Damn, yeah. the, how long have I been out of the game? Captain Munderland, right there, forty-one in the slot. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, so is this like a good like? Are you guys relieved because it's like all this the work you put? In, it's finally about to start, or is it like the work is about to start? I was about to see like if any of this was. Worth a damn. Like, which which way you fall on it, Hayden? I mean, this is. I mean, for me, it's just like this is the work's about to start, which is good news and bad news. At least we're not saying the same thing over and over again. Like we've talked about, like James Conner and how many touches he's going to get for six months, and we've had no new information. So at least, like, we'll figure out if we were right or wrong. And at least there's like stuff to go over. I'm so over talking about the same players over and over again. So (laughs) something new, as you know, Tyler. Underdog drafts, most of them at least are are 18 rounds long and yeah. there are days in the summer, like in July when everyone else is posting Instagram pics of them at the beach that I'm figuring out like, well, Hey, which wide receiver in round 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18, what I want the most. And in the end, when it comes to November and December, none of those times spent is going to actually matter. And it's no, just wasted time. That's why so, you're so pale, Josh. Got to get outside. <laughs> I'm just going to get, get his ass. Hey, he's just going to roast his ass. He gets his name on the, uh, the marquee. <laughs> Come on now. Does anyone hold you guys accountable? Like you, like you've been talking about James Connors, like oh, touches. Man. What if he just gets seventy more touches than you said? And everyone's like, "Man, that was some terrible advice. I didn't pick him at all." Like, is anyone going back and checking uh, your previous work? So, if we can like peel the curtain back completely here, please. Not to say that like, you know, the content game has been figured out at all. But what I have learned during my years of doing this, people remember more often when you are negative or crush someone and they do well versus predicting a very good season or a good season from them. And they do per- poorly. That's fine. Does that make sense? That, that yeah. absolutely makes sense. So you've predicted everyone to do well. <laughs> yeah. That's you figure this out. Yeah. When in doubt, we, I mean, we will learn most like, yeah, YouTube stuff when we're just doing like a clip from our show and it's always the positive stuff. Like we, we rarely, and we don't tweet out the negative stuff because like the old takes exposed will get you. And that's, that hasn't happened to me. Has that happened to you, Josh? Oh, yeah, a lot of takes? times. Well, I mean, immediately it it's happened. It's bound to happen, yeah. In this game, yeah. it's, it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready Immediately it happened, but like career – there was something about Jared Goff. Let's put it that way. And so, mm-hmm. like Jared Goff, when he was productive, when I had crushed him before then. But look, even his team gave up on him, and look where we're at. So maybe in the long run, one of us is right, and old takes exposed is wrong. You should okay, old takes so maybe, exposed, old takes exposed. That's I what should. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This exact, I think this is exactly what Jam was trying to get to. Who's going to check the checkers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what you like? Checks of laws and balances. That's where you're going with this, Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all, all takes, I suppose, is ridiculous because 
it's the internet. Like that's the point of Twitter is to yeah. voice a very loud opinion, and that's most likely going to be incorrect. And now you're going to hold me accountable yes. for yeah. my tweets? Yeah. How dare yeah. you? Yeah, and it's immediate. Like you're asking us to do this live, like on Thursday Night Football. Like when somebody rips off a big play, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get excited for it. Like, yeah, that, that's what I don't like. I remember mine was like Carson Wentz, like Car- the his rookie year when he was throwing picks and fumbling left and right. Yeah, I was like, he's not playing well. It was like what you. A year or two later, when he was playing, oh, how you feel about this whiskers? Oh, well, things <laughs> changed. How about that? Yeah. Stop playing like shit. What do we? What, what yeah. do you I'm know? Gonna, I'm gonna get him now. I'm searching out that tweet. I'm gonna old takes exposed him. Yeah, we gotta we gotta That's check him out. Yeah, I, I I do think that never tweet during games can sometimes be a, a good way to live life too, because then mm. in your first quarter, then the fourth quarter, it comes back to bite you. But you hey, can't play scared. You can't play no, scared. You, you gotta get scared. those, those yeah. takes out there early. I agree. Scared, it There's don't always make the money. delete button just in case. There's always the delete button. Just I was going to say, do y'all do that? Like the fan, y'all should like all 700 running backs, just like one clip. I'm telling you, Mike Davis is the guy. I'm telling you, <laughs> Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, <laughs> the guy. I'm t- you just go like just down the list and keep That'd what be a works. Good thread. Yeah, just throw out what doesn't work. And it's like, man, we 100% That's- nailed it. We hit every single person. Yeah, we hit all top 50 fantasy running backs. Hayden, you and I have probably done, I don't know, 500 hours of content this summer. Um, I haven't asked you this question. Where could you be most wrong this summer? Like on what player would mm-hmm. you be the most wrong depending on the outcome of their season? Yeah. Um. Well, I think that we've attached ourselves to Mike Davis, oh, who yes, is have. like somebody that just like nobody else wants to attach, attach themselves to, but we think that he's actually good. And we literally might be the only people in the entire fantasy space that thinks that he's any good. So th- that's that's what I'm worried about the most. Um, also, Mac Jones. We, we thought Mac Jones was, was going to be really good. So I'm hoping that he actually is good. Because no, everybody thought that he was going to be crap. Uh, I, I like where I'm at right now. Sounds like Rudman got to you guys about this Mac yeah. Jones. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Y'all drinking the Kool-Aid, too, man. What the hell is this? Yeah. Like. The, the checks cash guys. The checks cash every uh, every. <laughs> He's a nice kid. Weeks. He says yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> he's got a dad bod. He's relatable. Yeah, no, he's exactly. one of us. Um, yeah. What What about you, Jack? What's What's your answer to that question? Mike Davis is a good one. Um, I've been talking about Damian Harris all summer long too. Mm. And another Rudman pick. Look at you go. Well, let's move off there. I I, I keep bringing up <laughs> I keep bringing up Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence somehow. Despite being the number one overall pick this past April, despite us knowing his name for like the last five years, is going as like the quarterback 16 in fantasy drafts still like ahead ahead of Thursday. And that was after Justin Fields. That's after Trey Lance. And I think so much mm-hmm. of that conversation is focused on like people thinking Urban Meyer is is going to turn to like Bobby Petrino during his rookie year and just like bail on his team. Or, he or like, might. I, th- I think he might. I mean, yeah, that's he that, might. That's he might. It's an option. There, there's a non-zero chance that 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 does happen. Um, How many felons has he hired in the offseason to like come back into work as coaching staff? But but he he signed Tebow for a few weeks, so it's cleansed the locker room. Yeah, no, cleansed. it's all it's all square. It's all square. So yeah, I, I think Trevor Lawrence might be the best, or has been the best value in all of fantasy drafts this summer because you were able to get him in like round ten, round eleven again as quarterback sixteen, and this is someone who like legitimately is athletic but who had 18 rushing touchdowns the last two years. But just because Justin Fields and Trey Lance are so much flashier, we're kind of forgetting about that and because he's on the Jaguars. But I would be shocked mm-hmm. if he doesn't hit value this year. 
It's not, it's not like he doesn't have some weapons too, like <coughs> Shark, uh, Chenault, who, who am I, uh, Marvin Jones. Yep. Did James Robinson in? was like a top ten running yeah, back. Yeah, James last Robinson. Year so they got a first uh, round running back. I know he's healthy and gonna play every game <laughs> and definitely justify the pick. Um, <laughs> now nah, get well soon, Travis Etienne. But yeah, no, I've I've seen him like like to where I've looked up like did I miss Trevor Lawrence tweaking a knee or something or yeah. like is he gonna miss? Did he get suspended? He's gonna miss two games or something because he has been there, I guess, around longer than I than you would think he would be. Like he's there going after Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow had to have his knee completely redone based on last season, and he's on the Bengals. Like, how much better are the Bengals than the Jaguars? You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, well, yeah. We need to figure this out. The entire fantasy community loves the Bengals. Like, I mean, have they just like not paid attention for like the last forty years? Like, I, I this is really weird. Like, they like probably the team that fantasy Twitter is most hyped about is the freaking Bengals this year. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like for like just every Burrow and Jim, like I, can, yes. I guess I could see some mix, if you think they all cook T. and Higgins. mix and pass it together, right? Yeah. But so, I feel so like don't the receivers Tyler, split the split it up? Yeah. So at one point, Tyler Jamar Chase was basically being drafted higher than almost any other rookie receiver ever at like wide receiver uh-huh. twenty. And while his profile was incredible back mm-hmm. in twenty nineteen when he like you know lit LSU on fire and he didn't play last season. And then he has one catch this preseason, which is a screen and that's it. And so he's dropped about it nine. A, it was a damn good day. screen. It was a damn good screen. He picked <laughs> up about screen. 12 yards on it. Great, Great screen. screen. Yep. Just play that one over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're basically trying to make the Bengals into like last year's Dallas Cowboys. And mm. I, I couldn't get on board with it. Even if the Bengals, like they're not going to be a good team. Is it, is it, I'm just trying to see like, admitting fantasy wise they're going to be playing a lot of catch up it's just numbers yes. to go around not real football numbers but fantasy numbers yeah that's what they're thinking i'm scared like i'm scared that joe burrow is they're not going to let him drop back to pass as much and they they everyone thinks that mm-hmm. joe burrow is going to pass the ball a ton but if i'm the Bengals, i'm looking at joe burrow and his knee and that offensive line like, all right we're going to run the ball a little bit to start the season out um but we'll see it's tough to rely on a bad team. It's like this team's going to be bad, yes. so they're going to be passing the yeah. ball a lot. Well, right. I think the first part of that equation should factor yeah. into your decision making. It was like, yeah, yeah you, sure. you think defensive coordinators don't know? It's like, damn, I didn't think of that. They're, they're yeah. looking to throw the ball. Uh, I mean, thousands of hours are spent on on structure and strategy when doing fantasy drafts. I've taken the easiest approach all offseason, Sam, of, of just saying like, hey, I'm I'm not going to draft the Texans. I'm not going to draft the Lions, and that's how I'm going to roll because I think those teams might average like 13 or 14 or 15 points this season, and uh, that's the simplest way I'm going to attack fantasy football this year. That's ugly. Okay, so how do you all – I'm curious. How do you all like watch the – like week one Sunday, how do you walk, watch games? Are you watching the primetime games? Are you watching the local games? Are you watching your team? Are you watching your fantasy guys? Are you watching Red Zone? How do you – I'll start with you, Hayden. How do you just watch games? I'm curious. So I got four-game mix. One of them will be the Red Zone channel, and then I'll okay. pick the, the three best games on for the other ones and kind of just filter between those two. But usually it's, yeah, usually it's the four-game mix. That's how I, I used to be the eight. Their direct TV used to have the eight-team mix, yeah. like eight-game mix. And I feel like if I do that, I'm just like a lost cause. It's so a little I, too I, much. You're, yeah, you're I went down to the four. Yeah. yeah. Four is manageable. I think we've all been there with streams on our computer too, uh, mm. legal ones, where Definitely. you 
where you have how many boxes can I fit on my screen? And I think for me, yeah. I've gotten to like the four squares, like you guys okay. are alluding to. Um, for our, I mean, Sunday is going to be long. Thanks for bringing it up, Tyler. Sunday is sure. going to be long for us. We're going to have live shows from 10 a.m. until kickoff on Sunday mornings, and then we're hopping back on at uh, 7 p.m. for like a wrap up for the day on 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 the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Red Zone, and then really focusing on two games. So while Red Zone is incredibly entertaining. It's just like a nice shot into your veins of pure entertainment for seven hours on a Sunday. Um, you really don't get a feel for like, not momentum necessarily, but like the narrative of games right. and like the swings and why teams are successful unless you're watching them in full. So I'll try to watch at least two during each window and then go back and, and rewatch all of those throughout the rest of the week too. How about you, Jim? Have you ever watched an entire football game? I have. I know I used to like football uh, a lot. Um, but I mean, I only got four weeks and then, uh, you know, the Brooklyn's playing the Lakers in preseason. So I'm going to be on league pass yeah. then, but big red zone fan. I, then I would, uh, you would watch the Pats obviously because, uh, mm. that's what you do around here. Sure. Sure. See, I'm kind of a lot like football. I quit being a Bengals fan and football is like the sport where it's like, we're selling the team. It doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter as much who's in, I mean, unless it's like a, a quarterback, but. We're selling the team, and now I don't have a team. I'm, I'm a man without a country. Not all the primetime games are good. I was like, I'll just watch primetime. They're not all good. Quiet so, as it's kept. Now, uh, now are you to the point where you just want to, like, stiff arm any association with teams, or are you, like, open to being sold by one? Like, I think I'm out. Okay. I think I'm just out. Uh, like, professional sports-wise, I think I'm just – it just does me no players good. players now? Do you root for yeah, players? It, players or really, like – I couldn't say I'm a fan of any like the Falcons players per se, but if they win, it's gonna be good vibes in the city. It's gonna be right. like a, a parade. I would root for that. So um, you root for I'm, happiness. Is what I'm rooting for the vibes. I'm a, I'm I'm a root. I just like a phone finger that just says vibes uh, <laughs> on it. That's 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 my game. Are you are you pro going to games, sporting events, or would you I am pro. watch them from home? Okay, I am. I I'll say. If I don't have a horse in the race, go to it. If I have a vet, like if it's my like college team, like Kentucky's only team that's I root for a big game. I don't think I could watch a big game in person. I don't think yeah. I could. Yeah. How, going would y'all, to a football go to game it? stinks. It does. There's so much free time, and you're just <laughs> looking at the man who's standing there going, like, wait, wait, we're just waiting for television, and there's just players on the field ready to play. I can't like I've been to a fair number of Patriots games and always incredibly frustrating. For it's me. a lot of standing around. There, there's so much downtime. There's so many TV timeouts that you don't realize that when you're watching it from television. And then there's 35 seconds between each play. Too. So yep. yeah, I, I'm kind of with you guys on the NFL games. And then I, Pat's games are just playing Bon Jovi. This is our house, and that's just miserable. That's my biggest. That's my biggest complaint. I'm I live by Angel Stadium for baseball, and mm-hmm. the, it's the playlist. I can't get over the playlist. It's the same like '80s bad music. They haven't upgraded anything in like two decades. It's the same song over and over and over again. I'm so right. so over it. One, I thought like maybe the pandemic would update the library of these stadiums, and two, I also thought a pandemic when all of us were being stuck inside might prevent people from fighting in the stands from now on. But I'm seeing oh, it every single no. of it. I mean that that'll never end. I guess. I think with the I think people have been hankering to fight in this thing. Like they, yeah, they didn't wait in. Yeah, they got an itch to scratch. Like <laughs> I feel like if you're the type of person that 
fights in stand. I feel like that's just kind of in you. You know what I mean? Like I don't know anybody. Like you, man, man, like he was a good guy till he was like thirty four. Then he just started fighting fans. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody flipped that switch. So I think so, those some people, people couldn't couldn't wait to get back to their favorite restaurant. Some people yeah, wanted exactly. to travel Europe. Some people couldn't wait to punch someone to L.A. Coliseum. That's exactly it. So they they they've been sitting on it this entire time. Shadow boxing. Yeah, they. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, what? Who? Who? What? Who? Who's the what did you I'm, say? I'm, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, I stay far away um from those people. I do I want to ask you all something. I read it in an article and I just I just want to read the quote and see is this a is this really a thing? Is this really just a way that front offices and like trends are going? The quote is this. It says the outlandish quarterback payouts have some teams wondering if drafting first round passers every 3 or 4 years is an easier path a revolving door of cheap rookie deals at the game's most important position to free up money for other positions. That's easier said than done. And an underplayed angle is how the Browns would manage the storyline of not doing a deal. They're ascending. They're an ascending team with nothing but good vibes and extending Mayfield reinforces that the franchise is all in on this group, not doing it plants a seed of doubt. End quote. Are people, are teams really thinking like, is this a real thing? This can't be a real thing. I mean, there's no way. There's just like no way. Like, how, how do you how do you sell how how do you sell this to fifty? You got fifty three grown adults in in the locker room, and you're just gonna say, "All right, we're close to the Super Bowl, but yeah, we're just gonna get rid of our quarterback and start over again." Like, you just, yeah. I mean, this this has to be like an analytics writer, which like I like analytics too, but like at some point, like there's a little bit of team chemistry and uh, human element to to team sports here. So yeah, this will this will never happen. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of like Baker Mayfield as an individual player, but I think in right. this offense, it, it makes sense because their offensive line is, is so great. And Kevin Stefanski is just an unbelievable play caller. Like Tyler, you know this from just observing the Browns from a, a distance, Definitely. how they've just rotated regimes over and over oh, and over God. again. And it takes them like two or three years to like try to get the right players in. And Stefanski and Andrew Barry are able to do it in just a year. And I can even just like go back and mention, I mean, they took, prior quarterbacks like Deshaun Kaiser and Tim Couch and Johnny Manziel. Like it's so difficult Brandon to even get to the right to get to that quarterback in, in round one or round two that actually right. makes a difference. Now that's not to say like all first round quarterbacks or franchise quarterbacks, I think are like right. created equal. Like I think there's a vast difference in what Baker Mayfield can do for you versus like what Justin Herbert can do for you. For example, right. we're talking about young quarterbacks. But I think if you have like a strong vision or understanding like your quarterback's weaknesses, then every single year you can still like recycle offensive linemen and get younger ones in for older ones that are declining. So you like keep the strengths even stronger as you go from year to year. So I think that that would be important for Baker because, you know, he's not even close to the player that like Patrick Mahomes is or right. to me, Lamar Jackson, so on and so forth. But um, I, we've had this conversation like, Dating back to like Colin Kaepernick with with Harbaugh, Who? right? Yeah, I know. And then and so many things can happen in, in, in years and years and years. But um, it's it's one at the quarterback spot where I, I if you're going to pay any position, you pay that position. You pay yeah, that position. I'd, I'd, the part that cracks me up is it immediately says it's a revolving door of cheap rookie deals at the game's 
most important yeah. position Come on. to free up money for what, by your own rules, has to be less important positions. And yeah, so I'm just, I was like, are they trying to bait somebody into doing this? Like, it's got to be like an analytic. I, th- I feel like that's where, for sure. like, and they can't quantify. I don't think superstardom. I don't think in any sport. Really, I don't. I think it's just hard to. You can say a guy's number one in this, but it's like no, you don't understand. Like the threat of him being there is yeah. bigger than the number for what if it's Mahomes, if it's LeBron James, if it's whatever, and that's what's like. Yeah, now nah, you can just come close. You can just get uh, Baker Mayfield, and then in four more years you could draft. Uh, Sam Erlinger, or who, like whoever's supposed to be right. yeah. next. So, I ridiculous. guess my question here, Tyler, is this: because if you give Baker Mayfield a contract, he'll mm. basically have to make the second most money at the quarterback position behind Patrick Mahomes. And so, I guess, does that talent warrant that contract slot? But I guess at that same time, you are also banking on all the quarterbacks drafted after him from years to come to then right. push him down to like the slot he actually belongs in, you know, because like if we are putting Baker Mayfield somewhere, maybe it's in that, I don't know, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins here. Maybe that's not giving him enough credit, but that's, you know, 33. Oh, he's, a, to, he's a fine option, right? That's 33 mm-hmm. to 30 million dollars. But again, you have to pay him more than Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, right. Josh Allen, and so on and so forth. So maybe that's part of the conversation. That's why you just gotta wait. Yeah. Just keep keep don't give them that massive contract like what the Rams did kind of early. Like let yeah. Goff and like Baker Mayfield like really play through, slap the franchise tag on him, and then like if you're all the way in at that point, then you're all the way in. I just don't like when they extend guys too early that like it's not obvious that they're like an NBA. Well, I think that's the yeah, because I I'm not super high on either, but I think it's fair to say Baker Mayfield has been better than Jared Goff. For sure. So it's like okay, yeah. he's Better projects to be better. Okay, if you want to take it out with Baker, then see. I get it. Golf is like, if you think he even might not be the guy, you can't give him the guy money. Like it's not even about that because I, you're playing the long game. He's the second highest paid now, but in two seasons he'll be the eighth highest paid. Right. Season after that he'll be the fourteenth. So it's I'm not even worried about that. But and there's drop. there's even this mindset of quarterbacks being currency in some ways now, like even mm-hmm. when they have sucked for the last couple of years, Carson Wentz is one of those. Jared Goff is one of those. Sam Darnold is one of those. Like all three were traded for something significant this offseason. I mean, Jared Goff was part of the reason why the Lions wanted to give Matthew Stafford to the Rams. Um, we saw mm-hmm. Carson Wentz probably get a second round pick in back uh, to the Eagles. Um, Sam Darnold basically is a, a third round or a second round return for the Carolina Panthers. So even when they suck so much, other teams still think that they can get something out of them to the point like the contract doesn't really matter right. because they can, you know, you can recoup absorb something absorb that. On. Yes, you can you can recoup something in that if you're the team that that gave them away. Ah, that is just I don't know, that's what I, I want a team to do it just because I feel like it'd be terrible. It's like you're talking like we've just figured out we've just cracked the code on scouting quarterbacks. Like, yeah, I don't know. If you get one the first round, it's fine. It'll probably be fine. Yeah. Okay. Have we looked at like the the some of the rookies? Like that's right. Josh, Josh, you Josh, get Josh Rose. Yeah, you were top awesome. ten. What, was it two years ago? Like yeah. just by the numbers, well, we had five first round quarterbacks this year. We did. Two of them are probably going to stink. 
Like just just by the numbers. Yeah. Or they all stink next year. Something like that. Maybe even yeah. That like way. just again, we're playing the long game here. So by the numbers, at least one's going to really stink. All right. So let's say one to thirty-two. We're not going to rank them all. But which of the quarterbacks would you not pay if you're the GM of that team? And why is it Derek Carr? He's the he might be the Mendoza line. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say like Kirk Cousins. I think it was Dalton for what it's about that like if your quarterback is not comfortably better than like Derek Carr, that range, I cannot pay you. Sorry. I think it's a Derek Carr line, Hayden. But Derek Carr's like actually kind of good. Like that's but he's like so he's so not so even boring. He's so but he's not even close to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But like I think that he's like much better than like a Jimmy G. Or a Teddy Bridgewater and those guys, okay. but like you're still you're still in no man's land. Like, like doesn't Derek Carr I, I wouldn't is the pay him. blank best starting quarterback, like eleventh, twelfth. I think that's way too high. He was kind of nasty last year. He's so that's accurate. Little, okay, he was nasty high. last year, and no one cared. No one. I know. Cared. So I, I'm with you. I wouldn't pay him still, but I think that he's actually a decent quarterback compared to like some of the other guys he gets he gets uh, thrown where would you have him josh Derek carr is the blank best starting I, quarterback next year going into this I, year, I i'd say. probably put him behind all five of the rookies that we just saw yeah no that's fair no that's fair I, um, I i think that's that's fair but like based off of last year i thought he was like a borderline top 10 guy but it didn't matter like it literally didn't matter at all also i think you need to throw in entertainment factor into all this stuff like more and more yes i care about team building but i also just want to you know have some Excitement. Like Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick will never be without a job. He's just vibes. Yes. I get just it. Vibes. And and Derek Carr might be just the vanilla soft serve of the quarterback position in the NFL. Yeah. Hey, I think that's being a little too too mean to vanilla soft serve. Vanilla soft I was say, listen, vanilla. <laughs> Every once in a while, just playing vanilla hits the spot. Respectfully. Has Derek Carr ever hit respectfully? Respectfully. Has it ever been like, yeah, no, that I need some Derek Carr? I mean, except for John, I get some, John some awful fans. messages from Raiders fans. They are massive fans of Derek Carr. And he seemed like a decent guy. Like, that's the thing. He, he seemed like a decent enough guy, like watching hard knocks. It's like, I think he I think he wants to lead this bunch. I think he's doing what he thinks is right and all that. And sometimes that don't work out. That's just that's just life. Um, he seemed like a good guy, though. He just feels like the without I would say like 16th, 17th. He feels like almost smack dab in the middle. To, like where's Kirk Cousins for you, Hayden? Like I would say, right below Derek Carr. So like eleven, fourteenth, like yes, thirteen, fourteenth. I would I'd have to check out this list. If, if you're throwing it, like, if, if Trevor Lawrence is in this list, if uh, Zach Wilson, yeah, Mac any, Jones, anybody's like, projected to be guys, start, yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. Like those, I would take those guys over Derek Carr. But like, I think Derek Carr is better than like Ryan Fitzpatrick and. Some of these other guys that are like mid, like Jim, mid to low end starters. Of star and quarterback. I feel like we're we're missing. gonna pull this up. We're gonna pull this up. I'm because it's like okay, Mahomes, easy, Allen, Josh Allen, Lamar, Dak, Dak. Russell Wilson. I'm trying to think like the automatic ones, right? That's yeah. five automatic. Matthew Stafford for me. Stafford, Brady, six, Brady, Kyler, eight, Tannehill for me, nine, Rogers, ten. And then we have a bunch of guys on on young deals. That's like what I'm saying. Just, that's ten. Then the five rookies. That's fifteen right there. Exactly. And then yeah, who, I said last year Derek Carr was like eleventh with the rookies. Is like he's like sixteenth or seventeenth. I think that's fair. Baker Burrow. Um, do you know who's Baker, take this? Baker versus Derek Carr is like this? If that's like the same thing, I think I would I think, take Baker. 
I would take Baker. Flash, flair, personality, you know, talking smack. I mean, I factor yeah. that in. Number one pick, having a chip on your shoulder, definitely. Now, it's a personality. It's a the, personality. Yeah, the the former walk on carries that. Yeah, no, right. listen, he he got it out the mud. <laughs> the uh, the name that's going to take this over, I think, in a couple years is Daniel Jones. Maybe after this season, like Daniel Jones is the question of do you pay him or not? And I, I to me, you no. don't pay that. Yeah, I would not pay that. Yeah, twelve. He had twelve touchdowns in sixteen games last year. I mean, yeah. no, he, Tyler. He had twelve touchdowns with like. 11 interceptions and another 11 fumbles at the same time. I mean, that's, that's absurdly bad. 14 that's touchdowns. That's tough, man. Yeah. That's what, see. With Jason Garrett as <laughs> so I feel like I, you kind of got to give him that, but at a certain point, it's like I did that for Sam Darnold. It's like, well, listen, if he's only just going to have Adam Gase as his coach, this is the only way I can judge it. Now we'll see. Yeah. But like, I'll, you would take uh, Darnold or Derek Carr for this upcoming season, Hayden. Car for sure. Yeah, that that to me is not close. I, I think I would take Car there. Yeah. yeah, Josh, you said I, was, I, thought, I thought you were skeptical. No, I'd take Derek Carr. I I think Sam Darnold will. I think he's going to last one year in Carolina. He's going to last one year in Carolina, even though they already good, picked like up his option. Plays, like plays his way into bigger money, or like plays his way into like coaching high Hayden's school. Hayden's heard, heard me say this on our show a hundred times, but David Tepper, their owner, has like. Mm-hmm. Big eyes for a big name veteran. I think they're going to try to make Aaron Rodgers like the highest paid player of all time, of all time. Oh Next boy! Yeah. When I think Aaron Rodgers, I definitely think Southern Southern boy, <laughs> hey, North Carolina, <laughs> Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> what? It's better than Green Bay, is it not? Uh if for uh, for a Cali boy, yeah, he'll he'll. <laughs> That's, see, I've always thought I think the Raiders are going to do. I feel like that feels like a very Raidersy splash. Like, sorry, Hayden, but I think Derek Carr is at, and then they're like, "Yeah, we'll just trade everything for Aaron Rodgers." But that's interesting. Aaron, right, that's Rodgers my bold prediction, Tyler. Aaron Rodgers to the Carolina Panthers next offseason. Remember where you heard it first. I like. What do you? Well, what do you think it would t- say? He has another. I mean, not MVP, but say he has another. He's still clearly. Yeah, second second team all pro pro like very good. What's even the market for him? Like what 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 did the, what Panthers give up for him? Two or three first round picks, maybe three first round picks, and and the biggest contract in NFL history for uh, a per year basis. That's yeah. a lot, man. Is, does that make oh, it the, is? Does that make the Panthers a championship team? No, but that that <laughs> owner that owner is not patient. He doesn't He's care not about the pro process. No. <laughs> <laughs> they uh they, they want a name in there they want a name in there like a bigger i guess it have to be bigger per year than my home like 50 correct what, two million per year or whatever I, I bet he's gonna be the first 50 million because while he technically is still under contract with the packers absolutely if you read between the lines they're mm-hmm. they're going to deal him because he right. wants it like i'm sure that was written in there somewhere or some type of an agreement and i bet he's the first 50 million dollar per year player next offseason for the Carolina Panthers, good lord! Damn, I'm fine with that. I, Reggie White I, did it. Reggie White uh, played for the Panthers. <laughs> the late great, he, he sure did. So did uh, Musa Muhammad. I mean, we can name well, a lot of Panther players. <laughs> the alive great uh, Musa Muhammad. Um, I think we Ricky all like Roll. Panthers players. Yeah, everybody just goes around the circle and names uh, a 1990s Panthers player. Um, no, I did want to ask you guys about a couple. Uh, 
it was a question Josh had posed about if you had, I think it was a hundred dollars, how would you split up your MVP odds? And so we've got a couple, Jam, if you've got those, just of the awards. Just wanted to see. Just just check you guys uh gauge on something. Get, click the uh, complete one. Ooh. Please. Yeah, complete. let's uh I mean like some of these will be clearly like not serious. Like mm-hmm. like listen, respectfully, Kirk Cousins is on there. This is not you know what I mean? Where's Derek Carr? It, <laughs> Dana Jones. Lit. There we go. Plus eight thousand. How you feel about that? I don't know how I got into the show and, and I'm defending Derek Carr. <laughs> this needs to stop. This this was not supposed to happen. You're hey, Jameis now- is plus five thousand and Derek Carr is plus eight thousand. I mean, from to me, the, the the best bet's Tom Brady. Like we, yes. I'm Ooh. ready just to admit that like he's not going to age like everybody else. He's got the best team around him. You're 26. End- you're ready to you're ready to throw in that towel. This- I'm done. I'm trying. To, I'm done trying to fade Tom Brady, and I think that the, the NFC is not as good as the AFC. So I think that there's an easier path for Tom Brady to win. They go like 13 and four, and then he has 38 passing touchdowns, and like he just walks right into it. Uh, one quick note: uh, Deshaun Watson has better MVP odds than Derek Carr apparently on, on this list, which is uh, yeah. So does uh, Cam Newton and Derek Carr have equal MVP? <laughs> uh, <laughs> another one that. Another one that Tom Brady trained. Uh, I think so much of the MVP award is also narrative based. Definitely. And so it's the opening game of the season. So you start off there, you like start paying the picture. Then you get the Falcons, which he can put, you know, 30 plus points against the Rams, which is another title contender, at least in the NFC. And then on the fourth game of the season, it's the Patriots in Sunday night football. So like Tom Brady for all. You can get some steam going. In those first four games, the the picture could be cemented of the MVP award. Who's the Ramona Shelburne of the NFL? So uh, Momo is just constantly pushing the LeBron for MVP narrative. Who is the NFL media member who's going to be cranking up that Tom Brady MVP stuff? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Because yeah, normally used to all the like New England homers, but like, are there national? Uh, he needs a yeah. He needs a face on. It's got to have a. It's got to have a face on it. I agree. Hmm. Somebody will come through for us. I don't see. I think Orlovsky's too uh, too focused on Stafford, on right? Matthew Stafford on yeah. Carson Wentz. So I don't think he'll do it. Um, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Peter Schrager. Peter Schrager might be the guy for Tom Brady for Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, I, I could see it. So of the let's see, so Mahomes is plus six hundred, which I mean, he's the favorite for a reason. But of non. Let's say non-top five guys. So anybody outside of Mahomes, Rogers, Allen, Brady, and Dak Prescott, who jumps off? Anybody of somewhat longish odds? Anybody jumping? There's like you can paint the picture because there's some like respectfully, I can't paint the picture for Jameis Winston winning MVP. Right. Same. Yeah. I can't paint I mean, for same for Matt Ryan, same for Kirk Cousins, same for Deshaun. Like some of these you can just cross off. Um, but it's like Derrick Henry. Plus five thousand, it's rare. Just as running backs don't get it, but you could paint that picture. So is anybody any long odds jumping off? I'll take the the LA quarterbacks, Stafford or Herbert. I mean, they can win enough games. They both of their scenarios or their situations are so much better this year. Herbert gets a basically an entirely new offensive line and a much better coaching staff, and he lit up everybody and. If the Chargers could somehow beat the Chiefs like two times in a row, he just beat the MVP 
favorite a couple split. times. Like, yeah, a, split a that, little that split a... in the Chargers yeah. win 12 games and t- tie the Chiefs. Like you can get some pop uh, popularity for for Justin Herbert too. So I like the Rams guys or, or the LA guys. Yeah, Tyler, whenever there's an entire YouTube video dedicated to how bad the previous coaching staff was <laughs> in like two minute drills and timeouts and red zone situations, like going to Brandon Staley, who apparently is like a young genius as a head coach after just one year as a defensive coordinator with the Rams. I, I think that can be a huge boost for, for the chargers. And yeah, Matthew Stafford, like there was a period this summer where in the same day, a lot of people were saying Matthew Stafford is underrated. And then that forced another side of the football bubble to say that he's overrated. Right. Um, but he doesn't have to do anything too drastic. Like we've talked about Jared Goff on this show before. Yeah. I think everyone knows that, there, you can find clips of him basically just getting to the line of scrimmage at 25 seconds, taking a step back, being told exactly who to throw the football to in his microphone, his, his earpiece, mm-hmm. and then throwing the football to that person. And in 2018, he had 32 touchdowns, which was six in the NFL and was fourth in yards that year. The following year in 2019, he was third in yards. It's not like Matthew Stafford has to do anything incredible to get to that production either. He just has to be someone who can make some magic happen when things don't go according to plan, not be the quarterback who has the biggest drop in his quarterback rating when pressured like Jared Goff was. And I think that that's what he brings to the table is like activating all of those other players when things do go a bit haywire. And I'm really excited to see that Rams team. So I think him at what plus 2000 here is a really yeah, good that He's at plus 2000. Herbert's at plus 2200. I, I mean, I, I like the cases. Charge. I guess I just I'm not familiar. Like I know of the coaching staff. I don't know what all person. Like I know they drafted Rashawn Slater, so they have some more pieces. Another year of Herbert, but yeah, if Stafford just does what he's been doing with Detroit, like that's exactly what they want, right? Like he didn't. You yep. don't need to. We don't need 110. percent We need you to do exactly what you were doing. That is just what we're looking for. So plus two thousand. I don't hate that. Uh, I also want to throw out Kyler Murray at plus twenty five. I was looking at him too. Because I, just, I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. That's where I'm at. Fake sharp, Cliff Kingsbury, for sure. Great house, fake sharp. Um, Tremendous. But <laughs> great fireplace. I, I do think Kyler, I love when players in any sport, it's like Darren Sproles, Muggsy Bogues, whoever else, right? Mm. Just like break the mold of like the type of player we assume. And for so long at that position, it was like these tall statue pocket passers. And now like mm. Kyler's in there. And at least from my perspective with fantasy football, for any quarterback that played at least six games last year, he was the top scoring quarterback. And a lot Hmm. of that had to do with what he did in the opening nine games of last season. He was basically Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he was on pace for like 4,000, 1,000, like something crazy, wasn't he? In those first nine games, he had 604 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. Then the final seven games was dealing with a, a shoulder injury. So he had 215 yards and one rushing score. So I'm not necessarily saying, hey, he's going to mirror what he did in the first nine games, but let's right. say he doesn't get injured and you can spread apart and get, I don't know, 15, 16 rushing touchdowns. I mean, right. the path can be made there with a an offense that's going to be on the field a lot and a lot of high-scoring games. I just don't know if they're going to win enough games for him to be in the running at the end. Yeah. I, I He feels like maybe a year away, like, if they're serious. But, again, Cliff Kingsbury ain't went- over 500 since like 20. Yeah, Texas Tech. 2000. Yeah, like yeah. we had Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes on his roster. Good grief. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> okay. damn, I think I, I think I got a long shot one. If you want to scroll down, we can find them real quick. We got 
Oh, we're going deeper in this. Where's Where's Trey Lance at? There, I said, hold on. Go. I just saw. Him. Go up. Like plus. Uh, there we go. Plus, plus ten thousand. Ten thousand. Oh, talk to me. That would be the one where, like, if let's say week one, Jimmy Jimmy G gets hurt or something, and then Trey Lance goes in there. We already know that the 49ers offense is going to be sick if they win uh, the NFC West, and he is what we think he is as a, a good pocket passer that can also score 10 rushing touchdowns. Like, boom, that's all it takes. That's it. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> easy easy <laughs> plus 10,000. I mean, I, for the guys around come- – him being tied the exact same as Kamar is interesting. Like the exact same. Again, running backs don't win it. I get that. But the exact same is, I don't know. Does that does that seem off to anybody or is it just me? We're, we're not, big fans of Alvin Kamara this year. We think Alvin Kamara. Can yeah, so plus a, like 10,000? Yes. Hmm. I'm, I'm assuming that a running back's literally just never going to win it again. Yeah. Like, what, it's, it's so yeah. hard. Like we, I think, we had a two thousand yard rusher last year, and he wasn't even in the conversation. I don't think he got close. Uh, yeah. Let me see, Jan, if you could show us the uh, offensive player that I don't know if it's on the same. Or it might be back one and uh, like the full offensive. There we go. Now this can go to running backs. Like yeah. we, we've seen this go yeah. to I think so, Adrian Peterson. This feels like the award back. for running backs. Like, right. Yeah, they feel bad. The NFL feels bad. They're like, yeah. we're not going to pay you. You're not going to win the MVP, but we'll give you this. There, Alvin Kamara plus 2,000 here. I like that. These are some pretty good, like, Derrick Henry, who I believe he won offensive play, or did Rodgers win that as well? I, I think Derrick Henry won it. Yeah. Um, plus 900. That's pretty, pretty good. Pretty, is it any anybody else jumping jumping off here to anybody? Hmm. Kyler down there at 2,200. Where's Austin Eckler on this list? Austin Ooh. Eckler. Dead last. No, uh, plus, plus 4,000. Four um, also, hmm. Joe Lombardi is now the offensive coordinator of the LA Chargers. Uh, we know his usage under Sean Payton, uh, hmm. Alvin Kamara's you know, workload and volume. If Austin Eckler gets some goal line touches, um, Austin Eckler might have a shot at just being like the running back that jumps tiers this year in terms of hmm. jumping up into like top end superstar status, I think. Like could he he like one thousand one thousand and then if he gets some extra goal line work like yep. yeah yep. so that that's the yeah like that's painting the the picture for it I I can I can see Nick Chubb having the Derrick Henry season from last year the, I think the Browns are gonna be really mm. good best offensive line in the league I think Nick Chubb might be the best pure rusher he's not gonna catch any passes but Derrick Henry didn't I think that Chubb has the same odds of getting to like two thousand yards as as Derrick Henry does yeah I don't. Some of these are pretty good. I feel like this is where I won't rule out quarterbacks, but it just feels like this is where they'll concede that to. I think Michael Thomas wanted a couple of years. Like they'll concede that to whoever the top receiver running back is. But I'm really having a hard time grasping how the offensive player of the year wouldn't also be the most valuable. Like I, I understand quarterbacks are important, but like it's not like the bo- MVPs are playing both sides of the ball. Like if you're saying this guy's the best offensive player, how is he not? automatically the most valuable i guess the the quarterback thing but it's, it reminds it's me of like like cy young like it's like you can't pitcher can't win cy young and mvp it's like well why i mean if he won 25 games and didn't right. lose, would be not the best <laughs> pitcher and the most but it's one yeah. of those that, no pitchers get this award and everybody else gets this award yeah. um i don't know why george kittle's at plus 2000 that that seems like a flag out of nowhere for for these odds to plant i mean i love like george or high I, no, I, I think I, I don't see him winning this award. It, I mean, he, 
he'd have to catch with like fifteen hundred. Like they're not going to take any of the blocking stuff into consideration. And yeah, players, are they? So, yeah, you don't care about the blocking. No, I, I, I don't understand why he's so high on this list. But I love him as a player. Don't get me wrong. Like maybe right, the most yeah. complete tight end in NFL. But I also think Hayden, correct me if I'm wrong, has never scored more than five receiving yeah, touchdowns five. in a single season, yeah. which is crazy to think Damn, about. Julio Kittle? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see some real quick, here. Tyler. It, to yep. me, it's incredible that Julio Jones, despite all those red zone jokes, which are are very fair, um, Arthur Smith goes and becomes the head coach of the Falcons, who is the best red zone play caller in the NFL, first and second over the last two years. He's like, actually, I don't want you, Julio. I don't want you I, it. <laughs> this is what I'm looking. I was like, I need to see if Julio just catches like 12 touchdowns this year. Then the curse was on the Falcons. But if whoever, like, who's going to be the who's the Falcons' number two receiver? Russell Gage. Yeah, Russell okay. Gage. Well, if Russell Gage just catches fourteen, I'm like, it was Julio. <laughs> it was Julio all along. Uh, uh, man, Russell Gage got the defensive player of the year here, Aaron uh, Donald, who I feel like would probably just be my standing. Uh, I feel like I would just have a standing wager on Aaron Donald to win defensive player of the year. He's plus 550, but tied with Miles Garrett, um, TJ Watt, Chase Young, the Bosa brothers right after that. Anybody jumping out? Just surveying defenses, some are loaded and some are just so bad this year, especially at the cornerback mm -hmm. position. Like some teams have three stars and other teams have scrubs that might not even be on rosters next year as they're starting corners. Um, with that said, I don't think we have seen the ceiling for Miles Garrett necessarily. Mm -hmm. I know he's like up there as co-favorites with with Aaron Donald, but that Browns unit was one of the worst teams in the NFL defensively. Um, and I, I think he's just an unreal, unreal player. Also, mm -hmm. shout out. He's not going to win this award. Shout out to Danell Hunter, who might be the most underappreciated defensive player in the league. He scares um, me. He's like 20 years old or was coming into the league and will finish as one of maybe, if he continues on this path, as one of the all-time sack leaders. Um, not going to touch the record, obviously. But Danell Hunter never gets enough love, and he won't from me in this list either. So. <laughs> Continuing <laughs> You're doing him no, fever, no yeah. favors. Come on. <laughs> what about you, Hayden? Anybody? Uh... I was going to say Miles Garrett. They're going to go off. I mean, Chase Young is – I mean, I think that everybody I, would I love to – Chase Young. I mean, I think everybody would want to vote for him. You know, he's like the right. the fresh face. Hmm. Does this just go to the best defensive lineman? Like whoever gets the most sacks, this is basically pretty much. It's kind of like nobody, nobody gets interested. Like nobody gets. Gilmore guess, got. You know what? I think a lot of this is is analytics focused too, because like if you're a good corner, you don't get targeted. And right. a couple of years ago, Stephon Gilmore won it because around like week ten or week eleven football media bubble started saying like, oh, Stefan Gilmore is playing the best out of any defender in the league. Yeah. And then like no one wants to be left out and say something stupid. So at the end of the year, he got the award. You know, it either goes to like a, a Devontae Parker ate him alive. Yeah, a tackle accumulator like Luke Keekley or, or Bobby Wagner, one of those types, the best mm -hmm. interior rusher or pass rusher, like you're saying, Aaron Donald, or someone who doesn't get targeted at all like Darrell Revis did or Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, I feel like that would be the case. That, like, if you think Jalen Ramsey just has like one of those kind of years, but that's plus four thousand. That's that's my yeah. I, Donald and Garrett. I feel like either one of those. If you split something on plus five fifty for one of those, you feel feel pretty good. Uh, yeah. What's that? We got offensive rookie. 
of the year, I think. Who's next? I forget what like the, I feel like the NBA has a lot of awards, and the NFL is just like we got what we got. Like we don't do that. That comeback player of the year. We don't do any of that. Sportsman. Um, they don't do twelfth man of the year. Yeah, no, not not in this Seattle would win every time. Every <laughs> we got offensive rookie of the year. Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones tied as favorites, which is, I guess, it shouldn't be. I don't know. I thought Trevor Lawrence would be for like a clear the number one pick who's going to start, who has some weapon, like not a god awful team. They're not going to be good. He'll be throwing, and but I guess the same case will be made for Mac Jones. I guess he's a nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah, nice guy. Everyone loves him. Matthew love Slater, him. all those guys, Kendrick Bourne, they all love him. Nick um, Rodman, all of them. <laughs> we uh we did a similar show of this back on May, and we got Mac Jones at plus eleven hundred back then Ooh. to win offensive rookie of the year. So it has obviously changed That's since then good. drastically. Um, I wouldn't probably no longer take him at at plus four hundred. Now I also cool. don't think you have to have the most wins compared to other ones like MVP and so on and so forth right. to win offensive rookie of the year. Um, Hayden, which one of these stands out to you? Because I still think with five quarterbacks, it's going to go to a quarterback this year. Maybe Pitts if he sets like the tight end records, which I think that's true. Possible. Uh, I don't know. Like the Mac Jones stuff, it's like who who would win it if Trevor Lawrence has better numbers, but the Patriots win four more games? Like, right? I, I don't I don't know that answer. But the the Mac mm-hmm. Jones stuff, this feels kind of rich. You know, like I would rather bet on Trevor Lawrence at this price. Yeah, um, the exact same. Uh, yeah, is there any? Najee hair, like I know that line stinks, but just in terms of he just might have to do all the work. Like he just puts yeah. up count, like I don't know, sixteen hundred total yards or whatever, and double digit touchdowns. Is there any case because he's plus the one thousand? Yeah, I don't have pits. What about Trey Sermon mm-hmm. Hayden at plus twenty five hundred? I don't know. I'd rather just bet him in fantasy. I just keep yeah. picking him in fantasy football. I think it's gonna be one mm-hmm. of the quarterbacks or pits. Like I think if Pitts breaks the Mike Ditka's records. Uh, tight ends, I think that he could win it. Isn't that crazy, Tyler? Mike Dick still has that rookie that, season record of like a thousand and thirty-six. It's unreal what he did in like nineteen twenty-seven. I'm sure he probably end. did on like forty-two catches too. It, it was. It was like yeah. twenty-five yards a pop. I'm t- yeah, insane. they they threw bombs back then. Like it was not for the. It was no intermediate passing game. He was the first uh, one to figure out a seam route. Was, yeah, like, oh. I gotta keep running. If I just keep running, they can't catch me. Uh, it is it is funny when they do like the NFL 1000 or they did like a couple summers ago and mm-hmm. this wide receiver who like only ran three yard patterns was put on that NFL 1000 team over like Julio Jones, uh, <laughs> who like if you moved Julio Jones, granted it might have been against the rules at the time, but if you put Julio Jones back in one of those teams, of course, he's just right, like, come on, man, be the greatest player of all yeah. time. But Mike Ditka truly might be the greatest tight end of all time. Real, if that really would have. Julio would have 2,500 yards and, and three touchdowns back if he played in 1984. Right. They you know? would burn him at the stakes at <laughs> halftime, like a witch. Like, I don't even think he would, he would, yeah, he would make ball. it on the field. Um, That's true. <laughs> let's see. We got a uh, defensive rookie. I'm trying. There's Are these all the things popped up. There we go. Oop, there we go. Okay. So, defensive rookie of the year, Michael Parsons, linebacker out of Dallas, is the fav- overwhelming favorite, plus 450. Jalen Phillips, Miami. Jamin Davis, my baby boy. I yep. like that for no other reason than that. Um, 
I've just here. I feel like I follow a lot of Cleveland people. I hear a lot of JOK. So him at plus twelve hundred um, is interesting. But who's who? Anybody catch your eye? So a couple here. Um, let's start at like the very deep. Joe Tryon at plus twenty eight hundred because mm-hmm. he's on Tampa Bay. He might only play sixty percent of the snaps. I think at the highest mark, it might even be closer to thirty five percent. But JPP somehow with a hand and a half was able to play the highest number of defensive end snaps last season. And mm. Joe Tryon, when other teams are trying to catch up to the scoreboard as a pure pass rusher um, against offense against the Bucks, might have a chance of reaching 10 sacks during his rookie season. That's possible. Yeah, did they bring like Sue and all those guys? Everybody's back for the Bucks, right? Everybody. JPP and Sue and Shaq Barrett and all those. Yeah. So if he yep. just he just sneaks in the back door to sprint and a half the quarterback. Sacks. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, a couple others. Zaven Collins at plus twelve hundred is an absolute madman. I don't know if you listened to his post draft phone call that he got from Steve Kime. He literally said he's going to murder people on a field. It's okay. It's weird. Um, it, taking football too seriously. It's weird. But he's going to have a ton of tackles. On what that is team, linebacker? So. What, what, I'm not familiar. Yeah, with yeah. He, he's an off ball linebacker. So it's Steve Kime's third off ball linebacker, fourth in like the last six years. Uh, Dayon Buchanan, mm-hmm. Hassan mm-hmm. Reddick. Um, remind me of the guy from Clemson that he took Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons, Simmons yeah. and, and then Zayvon Collins. So maybe he gets this one right. How are they still not good? Why is Arizona? Is it the Arizona? He still has a job. Steve Kimes still has a job despite getting a Dewey as well a couple Respect. off seasons ago. Um, and he's got JJ Watt. Um, yes. Okay. So that's plus 1200. What about you hating anybody? Jalen Phillips. I mean, I thought he was the best defensive player in the mm. last draft, and he's going to be in Miami's defense. Miami's. They're, they're missing some edge guys. Like, that was their one weakness last year. And if Miami's defense is as good as, as they are, and they blitz a ton, so I think he's going to have a lot of one-on-one matchups. I think that he could he could do it for sure. He went to Miami College, right? Yeah, UCLA to Miami. Yep. Oh, UCLA. Okay, I was like, I think somebody. I was like, I like guys that go from Miami to Miami, but never mind. No, he um, went to UCLA to Miami, then to Miami. Oh, yeah. tr- oh I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. No, he's, um, yeah, he's, doing, he's doing things right. I, I do like Jamin Davis, though, your guy, because mm-hmm. the Ron Rivera – um defense with Marty Herney making selections for it. Like they have a history of the Thomas Keekly, Davis. Thomas Davis pipeline. Exactly. And I mean, this is going to be a stat accumulator award. Truly is, because a yeah. lot of these players are going to be on on bad teams. So Jamin Davis, who's a super freak, as you know, just mm-hmm. running behind that incredible wall of a defensive line could rack up, I don't know, 130 tackles during his rookie season. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Jamin. Um, Shocking. No yeah, bias. The only thing I want, uh, Russo, I just know Buffalo needs like a pass rusher, right? Like, is, is there any chance that he, like the same try-on case, like while they're blocking yep. the Ed Olivers and everybody else, that he, any case for that? Or he's yep. not going to see the volume? He'll be in a rotation, but he's, I think he's plenty good enough. And I think he had a pretty good uh, training camp in, in preseason. I, I've read some good things about him. Yep. Hmm. Okay, is that is that all the NFL awards? Coach? Oh, comeback come player oh, yeah. of the year. I, I bet that feels like Dak, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's Dak. Yeah, that, well, now that Tebow's Burrow, going, yeah. Burrow, Barkley. Yeah, that, if Dak plays fifteen games, that feels like Dak in a wash. Um, also, Sam, I know Sam Darnold was hurt, but is this just comeback player of the year from playing under Adam Gates? <laughs> is that what? That yeah, what is he coming back yeah. from? God. Yeah, I just no. I, I was healthy. I just wasn't very good. 
Uh, <laughs> sure. What would his speech be? Like, I mean, literally, what, what can he say? I was terrible last year. Thank the Lord for uh, Adam King being fired. Uh, here we go. Coach of the year. This is because I was like, that's one of those. I have no idea who would be the favorite, but they've got Brandon Staley from the you know new guy in the Chargers. He's a favorite, but plus 1,200. So even the, even the favorite is a plus 1,200, which seems to say no one knows who's going to win this award. Um, Look at Urban at plus 1,600 among like the top 10 names. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm saying so it's a lock. Is that what you're saying? Urban Meyer coach of the year is a lock. <laughs> no, Josh no. Norris lock of the year. No, do not pull uh, that out. Um, <laughs> clip that jam. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, also, Zach Taylor's near the bottom of the list, which is incredible. I still don't know a single thing about him. Dan Campbell, another new coach. I was about to ask you, Tyler, who who was the Houston Texans head coach? But uh, you can read it right there. Well, I I would have known that, but in the only way I would have known it. Is from playing Madden. You know, they show like the coach on the sideline and they showed him. I said, Who the hell is that? And I looked up the yeah. Texan pick and that's how I know David Cully's name. I was like, Oh, it looks like him. They got like they got his face right. Um, uh, but yeah. I, I do think it's incredible how sour the football public is on just Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Like, hmm. I feel like no one is giving them a chance to win 10 or 11 games this season, despite, you know, decades of success and i think while the rest of the league is going small and fast we saw the browns last year go big and strong and going to run over your face and i think the patriots this year are going to play a whole bunch of bully ball and i think bill mm -hmm. belichick could have a with a really good defense a top five offensive line have a lot of success this season would he get the votes so you think they would at this point would they or they have to win like one seed i thought you'd have to win like a lot like that's what i think 12 30 I, yeah the voters are tired of Belichick. I think it's gonna be Staley. It just I think it's a new face award. You know, uh, Stefanski won it last year and just like most improved team with a new new coach. I think that's gonna be Staley. You guys are wrong. If Bill Belichick takes a rookie quarterback to the playoffs, everyone's just gonna be like, he is the greatest coach ever. It was this sure. is why he is amazing. And the, like the New England hype machine, you're gonna have like Bill Simmons, all the kind of the New England assholes like me. Yeah, on, who somehow are just pervasive in all of media. I think if like Matt and then Matt Jones automatically wins rookie of the year. I think if the Patriots make the playoffs, you will not hear the end of the greatness of Bill Belichick. See, now I got to root actively against Matt Jones. I don't want, I don't want to have to do it. You already were, Tyler. You already were. Look, That's not why. He signed, he committed to Kentucky. So I'm still claiming him. As, if he does well, I'm still claiming <laughs> him as a Kentucky signing. But if not, then he, that, he's roll tied. Uh, how, how many wins for the Jets for Robert Sala to automatically win this award? If he gets to five. The media wants very good to me. The media loves Solid though, like for sure. He's like so charismatic. I think that he would get some votes for sure. I mean, it's one like the NFL. Somebody comes out of nowhere every like every year. So if you, it's just one of those. Who do you like? If you think Denver, like Vic Fangio's there. If you think it's one of the teams that all in on boring head coach out there, there is no way that Vic Fangio can win this award. Zero. I mean, I you actually no Sean Payton next to him might be an interesting bet because, like, mm. if he takes the Saints to no the breeze. playoffs in the post Breeze era and fixes Jameis Winston post LASIK, these are all that, conversations okay. and narratives we can have. See, that's plus twenty. Like that, Arians. I don't. Does he has a coach of the year? Doesn't he? I, he does when he was a fill-in coach. When he, I yeah. I'm, okay, so I. I mean, even I don't think they'll give him the lifetime achievement. Um, Joe Judge is probably not going to. Uh, 
Where's like first to be fired? Play. He might be on first to be fired list. <laughs> do, do we have those odds? Uh, it's just these in reverse. They use yeah, they they usually have first first to be fired. Do they? Yeah, let's see. Uh, what, what do you think about a head coach forcing grown men to do sprints after like drills and stuff? I mean, that's ridiculous stuff. Like, didn't, didn't they have like five guys just retire? Yeah, just, yeah. Just like, yeah. like that. That's the ultimate sign to me when people are like. I will quit. I will stop what we are doing before I entertain this anymore. I'd rather not get paid than to play I'd, with you. <laughs> I'd rather be unemployed than to run. Like that that's how much this but I don't know. Are they the 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 giant they're not supposed to be good, right? Like none of this works, right? Like not, so they can't. They can't. The only interesting part of their season is like Saquon and if we get Saquon back in our lives. That's These easy. are the uh-oh. first uh-oh. to be fired Oz with Mike McCarthy at the top of the list. Oh, really? But this is also in the Dallas newspaper, so maybe they're just like they're forcing him out. Oh, they want me to pay for the Dallas Morning News to oh, see this? They trying <laughs> no, to start. They're trying to start the rumor. Listen, we're not saying Mike McCarthy's ass should be fired, <laughs> but somebody's saying his ass should be fired. Uh, so McCarthy's favorite seven to one. Vic Fangio eight to one. Matt Nate, good lord, these pop-ups are killing me. The Dallas Morning News is a terrible institution, and I hate them. <laughs> I just want the news, man. Um, I, like, I like Mike Zimmer yeah. 11 to 1. The only thing with that okay. is if you fire Mike Zimmer, his son can't take over for him, who's also the DC, and then his mm-hmm. best friend's son is also the OC in Kubiak's son. So, like, who's going to start taking over play-calling duties and head coaching duties if that happens? What if his son sabotages him to get the leading job? Game of Thrones shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Zach Taylor. Uh, it's got to like be Zach, Zach Taylor. I kind of like that. Zach, like, I feel like like Cully, he knows what he's getting into. I feel like they're probably not even going to – like they're not even going to bother him this year. They're just like – He's too nice. Yeah, just get through this. That's what they want him. Just get through this hell of a year. So that feels – Rule, I, I feel like they no, like Rule. Yeah, I feel like he's good. Vrabel, I feel like Vrabel's like these feel like way too close. Like yeah. John Gruden is not getting like he's got what seven more years. He's not getting fired, right? Mike Mayock is gone though. That's his. That's his meat shield. That's like his his mm. his safeguard in place. Like if things start going wrong, like their Damon Arnett pick from last year was a first oh, rounder. He's like brother. a third stringer now. Yeah. Like I think Mike Mayock's out of there by the end of the year. But hmm. what? Well, yeah. So he, wait, go back then. What was Andy Reid's? Five hundred to one. Five. I'll be completely honest. It feels high. You could you could stimulate this season five hundred times, and I could not see Andy Reid getting fired. The Chiefs could go zero and seventeen, and I think they'd be like, "Hey, man, what can you? We'll get him next year." Uh, if Urban quits, do we do we win money? Because fifty to one odds that he quits by ooh, week yeah, nine. We, we got to find like the length, like the first coach to no longer be employed. Yeah. Uh, Fast forward to Urban Meyer showing up to a press conference with a with a neck brace on and scars on his face, <laughs> of the Bobby Petrino picture. I was having oh, it was polio again. I miss my family. I have to get out of here. Uh, Sir, where is Sirianni? Remind me. There he is. Uh, he's in. He's uh, Eagles, Philadelphia. Eagle. Okay. Yeah, they like they're going to be bad too. Right? Like they're going to. I feel like they're going to give him he time. But I, yeah. He just got there. Mike Tom, Tomlin. I, don't, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't, that's disrespectful. Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know about these. Scroll up a little bit, Jim, if we can. Yeah, these like Tomlin and Sirianni having the same odds. This is disrespectful. Yeah, I don't like that. Um Pete Sean Carroll. Payton's not getting fired. Sean Payton? No. Pete on. Carroll. McVeigh, 25 to 1. What is what is this list? Dallas Morning News. Dallas Morning News, man. Suspect. Suspect nah, journalism. Kyle Shanahan. Listen, Kyle, I'm hearing that Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. <laughs> on the hot seat? Yeah. Or <laughs> their jobs are less secure than Ron Rivera, is what I'm hearing. Right. I'm hearing that they're fed Dan up with Campbell. Sean, they're fed up with Sean McVay shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I think that's. Are there any other awards? Mm. Are there any? Edu- I I guess, let's, uh, do, let's do breakout player. Hayden, you're a breakout player. Yeah. Of the okay, yeah. Oh, you got to give me a second here. Okay. Is that an award, or are you guys just picking? Uh, no, making we're making it up. Right we're making, we're it, making up. it up. A game of skill, if you will. Yes. Um, breakout player. So it's gonna have to. Uh, I'm like running back or wide receiver, probably wide receiver, right? Like or pass catcher, I should say. Right. Um. um okay, I'll go with one. I'm gonna go. Penny Snell. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorting by Kentucky players right now. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm. I'm File him away. Uh. Um, I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk with the 49ers. Mm. Now, the passing volume might not be there, but as your listeners, I'm sure know, Tyler, that Pierre Garcon under Kyle Shanahan once led the NFL in targets with like 135 one year. True. And, uh, I mean, Kyle, we know, is just a an awesome, awesome play caller. So I could see Brandon Ayuk, if he gets that volume, just – Ascending into the top tier of wide receiver status, so that's my that's Dude, my weird first one. round pick last year, two years yep. ago. So yeah, yeah got, got the, the pedigree. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got one third round rookie Trey Sermon, same offense, but if Raheem Mostert misses mm. any time, all of a sudden Trey Sermon, who's like six foot, two hundred fifteen pounds, like he can carry the rock three hundred times in a season, and we know the the Niners want to run the ball, and he. And the college football playoff, Trey Sermon like looked like one of the best players in the, the field at any position. He was he was sick. So I think he's got he's got everything made for him. Coaching staff, everything. Mm. I'm trying to think, Jim. Cameron Curl. There you go. <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, uh, I, I just looked picture. up from Football Focus, but uh, apparently he's a good safety and had a really good week seven. <laughs> he did for sixteen last year. Yeah, him and Landon Collins. He had a PFF grade of 71.4. Damn. That's, that's pretty number. average, man. That's pretty average. That's, yeah, that's like a C minus. Damn. <laughs> it's going to have like um, an Anthony Harris type season where PFF yeah. goes and the NFL hates him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, before we close, I'd like to close with the way we start. We started uh, talking about like old Madden video games. Mm. What feature would you want in a – I'm guessing – I don't know if NCAA comes back like next year. I'm guessing. But are you all college guy, college football guys? Are you strictly pro? I watch it. I watch it. It's kind of my day off Saturday. I watch a lot mm-hmm. of pee on the morning. No, I get mind, it. So, yeah, yeah. But would you play a college football? Or are you that's bridge too far? I mean, look, you gotta get that triple option injection into your into the vein of your arm. You need the Georgia takeoff. Okay, what old feature from Madden would you bring back then? I don't know if we're gonna include this in the top of the show, but if we don't, that the vision cone I think is realistic, but. Uh, that is uh, a barrier that is a little difficult. That's the one. 
Donovan McNabb couldn't see shit. <laughs> you guys making the Super Bowl. We couldn't, couldn't see left or right, apparently. Peyton Manning could see the 18 fairway. And, and yeah, was... Lamar Jackson has an alley to throw down. Yes. It's, it was bull. Um, um, I, I will say I spent an unconscious amount of hours making sure every single player had the right like face mask and uh, wristband <laughs> and all that stuff on. And like, I didn't even actually what, play the game. But then you get the to the right? point also, what, What's Tyler, the right? Uh, what, what, what does that know, mean? Like, the ones that they wear every single Sunday. Like Amon Green had like the the the, the white shoulder pad or the elbow pad with like the stripe down it, you know. Um, and then I gave all my players visors and neck rolls. That's what I ended up doing. Black visors and neck rolls. Yeah, neck rolls. Both things were sick. I think I kind of want the uh I mean I kind I definitely want the if you remember the training camps like the, the training games. Yeah, the mini game training Those camps where best. you could turn any you could turn Tron candidate or Michael B- any fast Michael running Bates. back Michael B- any fast running back about 3 years of tr- 98 break tackle. Love it. You could turn Seneca Wallace into like 1989 Randall Cunningham in like two summers. Right, Rohan um, Davy, all pro. Yeah, you <laughs> you were dodging the bean bags and throwing like I miss those. <laughs> so uh, that's what I would, that's what I would bring back, Hayden. That, that was really I, I want the mascots in the old college football games. You'd be able to play with like the the mm. elephant and the roll tide. I want I want the mascots from that. And I could see that the Syracuse Orangemen. That's I want Rock the ability to cheat in NCAA football. Like I want the ability to pay players under the table. That's what I like. I would pay extra for that. Like if it's like, hey, we got one. We have to put one out for you know, eat rated E for everybody. But we got one where, hey, you know, press X to take a little under the table. You know, <laughs> press O to yeah, follow back the uh, press Y to send some ladies to the dorm room. <laughs> yeah, press X to accept the uh, Instagram request. There, there was the NFL Blitz game like probably over a decade ago, and you could just take steroids at halftime. I mean. I just want the Why? option. Great. Why not take some pain? <laughs> Let me guys? make the choice. If it's in the game, it's in the game. You That's know? what I'm saying. But I, it should also be like, hey, okay, listen, you take the steroids, but if you get hit on that shoulder, it's going to fall off. Like that's part of the, but if you don't get hit on that shoulder, you're going to rush for 200 in the second half. You guys are definitely going to win the conference championship. So it's risk and reward. I just want the option. Yes. I just want the option. Jan, would you bring anything back from the, uh, from the old Madden? I just really liked when you knew like the IQ of your father and mother and their, whether or not they were scientists. <laughs> like the more eugenics we can play and create a player, the better. I think it's uh, well, your mother was you a have... model. Your father was a daredevil. Uh, <laughs> you might have to get Zach Wilson, like with his mom. Like your mom has an awful Instagram account. Like, do we really want to uh, yeah. draft this guy? <laughs> you know, his mother was an anti-vaxxer. His father was a, a small business owner. Uh, IQ seven. Uh, no, that was a good. Like just flipping like for hours and hours. Like no, I want track star and supermodel. Track star and supermodel. And then you finally get. And it's like damn, that's really how this works. Sometimes you just hit the lot. Like that's just how this works. It's as simple as eugenics. Like Jam is always saying, it's as simple. Um, <laughs> I'm always promoting more eugenics. That's you know me. <laughs> if you said it once, you've said it a thousand times. Um, no, but Josh Norris, Hayden Winks, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I mean, we know where we can find you. 
when? Because I feel like, like you said, y'all about to go record now and record after that. You got to record two drafts after that. So when can we yeah. find you? So we're going to be live on our own YouTube channel or podcast feed. Just search the Underdog Football Show on any platform out there. We're going to be live 10 a.m. on Sundays, 7.30 p.m. on Sundays, then 5.30 on Tuesdays, and 5.30 on Thursdays as well. So preview shows, look back, look forwards, and obviously like start sits and just getting ready for pick them, which I know Fade Trill is no longer a thing. No. no, 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 no. Trill. I'm season back. football is over, so fading season is back. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm gonna crash so hard. Um, I can't wait. Good. And the and I can't uh, wait for Pickham either. It's gonna be a lot. The, fun. Uh, the very helpful. Where can we get the uh, the fantasy draft guide you guys put together? That's Underblog. It's all free. I'll be writing some columns over there, going over rankings and all that stuff. So uh, Underblog.UnderdogFantasy.com. But it, just fo- follow Josh or I on Twitter. You'll 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 see it. And you get a free 25 bucks if you deposit anything into Underdog right now, especially with Code Trill. That's and what I'm telling people. Listen, if you're going to fade me, put your money where your mouth is, right? Exactly. You deposit. They'll let you play best ball for free. Exactly. And there's like, I think, 15 to 20% left in the Puppy, which is a $5 tournament. So take like all five of your entries you get for free money and go fill that damn thing so we can uh, have some 100% completed tournaments this year. Exactly. Jam, Bird of the Week. Bird of the week is a common Marragancer. <laughs> Go on. Habitat, diet. Uh, it's a water bird. It uh, probably eats mostly fish, uh, small fish, but it's a pretty good one. Uh, it's a common it, it's a common bird. You might see it out uh, in your daily walk of the wetlands, but um, you know, just keep an eye out for it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So for whatever bird jam just said. <laughs> the common Marragancer, bro. For the common. That's a Merrick for Jam, for Hayden Winks, for Josh Norris, for Underdog, for myself. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week.